With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, hey, hey. Miss Vicky in the house. Hey, hey, hey. DJ Dika. What's going on? We are tunnel bitch. Every day, all day. Thinking outside the box. (laughs) There's always two sides to every story. Yes, welcome back to all of our listeners, whether you're listening live or if you listen at your leisure. Welcome back. Um, Just hope everything is all well. We believe, God, everything is all well um, with you and yours. How you doing, DJ Dika? I'm wonderful. I was waiting for you to finish because you said welcome back. I was starting to start singing that song from back in the day. For you listeners and Miss Vicky, did y'all watch that show? Welcome back, Carter. Welcome back. Okay. Anyway, that used to be yeah, I actually like. I actually like that. Yeah, I that's like where John Tavolta got his start. And uh, who else? Uh, Boom Boom Washington. Uh, I only seen him play on the Jackson Jackson Five movie as the daddy. I don't know what else he played on. But anyway. And then Horseshack. Horseshack. But anyway. Well, I like the theme song. Yeah. I like the theme song because I remember I used to be able to tap into the different theme songs of different shows, and I would use them as my ringtone. And I haven't, for some reason, been able to find them because I've been wanting to use them again. But, you know, technology is so different now. And a lot of things that were free or not free, or I don't know how to find the free stuff. So um, I haven't been able to find it, but actually I want to use those as my ringtone. So hint, hint, any of our listeners, if you have um, information on how I can get those any of those commercial ringtones, please let me know. Um, yeah, I'm not that savvy with finding that stuff. And, and sometimes I just probably don't put enough energy in looking, but I I have tried to look, but I probably give up too easy. So if you have the information, it would be make my life much easier, and then I can start using good. my ring. So shut up. She don't ask the listeners saying. to do a little extra. She wants them to live. She asking y'all to listen to the show and then be her researcher. You know, help her out. Okay. All righty then. Yeah. So now that um, she gave us a. Uh, identification moment, you know. 
Oh yeah, I remember one more well, thing. Yeah, she 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 liked Pete Panther too because she used to have Pete Panther on the radio. But go ahead, go ahead. Yes, uh, <laughs> I haven't actually thought about Pete Panther in a long time, but that used to be one of my favorite um, shows. But I kind of outgrew Pink Panther, but okay. So scratch that, um, listeners. Don't give her no Pink Panther. <laughs> I still like Barbara Streisand, though. <laughs> uh, uh, what's that movie, which I have not still seen, because uh, I know a lot of people the watch the newer version. Yes, I have not seen the one with Lady Gaga, and it was just a trip. You know, it was all on social media. That Larry, uh, Larry, Lady Gaga and uh, the band that played Brad, what's his name? Oh, my God, that played her, her co-star. They was in a relationship. But anyway, move on. <laughs> well, before we get started with the show, we just want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Eon H2O Water um, Company. Then we want to, um, and WEXP 88.3, our sponsor. Um, we want to give a shout out to them and all of our hosts, um, shows that come on WEXP uh, 88.3 as well. Um, check them out. As you're checking us out, go through the um, the, the different host list and look at the different shows, the different um, shows that you can see, listen to. They have pretty good information. And, you know, sometimes you can actually find free information or inexpensive information if you just kind of like do a little research. So you never know what valuable information you may get listening to one of the shows on WEXP 88.3. So just want to kind of give that shout out. And um, also I'm going to – yes. Apologies. I just wanted to give identification before you go on because Tuttle Vision is about giving the right information. We don't want people to think we're just right. talking off the top of our heads by the fly. So anyway, back to what we were talking about, the star is born, you know, and I was trying to remember her co-star. Her co-star was Bradley Cooper. All righty then. Thank you. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's um, Barbara's, well, no, what's her name? Lady Gaga's Lady co-star. Gaga. Yeah, uh-huh, but I was before. Yeah, I was referring to the original Star is Born, <laughs> but there's a current one that is supposed to be really good and I haven't had a chance to see. So I'm gonna when I see it I will let you guys know. I will let you guys know how Vicky, how like, I um, I'm, I'm enjoy it. I ain't talking about the new one. So, all right, Miss Vicky, go ahead. <laughs> so I was gonna say that um this morning um I went to service and well, it really was like this afternoon. I had went to service, and it was a really good message, and I really feel empowered. Um, and I hope that um, anyone that's listening is empowered through what we say, um, whether it's empowered to do your own research, empowered to maybe think a little bit differently. Not We're not trying to change your thinking, but just broaden it, broaden your thinking a little bit. Um, not trying to stop anybody from being a Christian at all, nor following the uh, scripture. However, there are practical things that um, sometimes we don't uh, we don't look at, we don't take into consideration. So, hopefully, um, while we are sharing different topics, you know, today being parenting, the third third part three of parenting stigma, it takes a village. Hopefully. Um, you know, we can enlighten you or even stir up some things in you where you can create something and begin to teach and share share with people your thoughts on it and, you know, how 
um, one or two together, you know, or one, uh, I forget how to say that quote, but I'm trying to say when two people or more come together, it becomes more powerful. And you can, you, you wouldn't imagine the creativity that you can come up with out of coming together with other people, partnering up with them to, um, for a cause. So I'm saying in regards to helping out in this area of parenting, because one of the reasons why we even chose this subject is because, um, you know, it's a lot of people out there hurting, and then there's a lot of people out there judging. Um, so we just kind of wanted to just kind of discuss it and see what the listeners were gonna is going to get out of it and also see what we can get out of it, too, because we don't know it all. You know, we're just Miss Vicky and DJ Vika, so we're sharing what the information that we've tapped into as well as, you know, trying to keep an open mind as well. So um, just wanted to share that part. DJ Dicka, did you have anything to add to that? Yes, I do. I have I have another identification moment. Uh, when Miss Vicky was talking about uh, we're not trying to change anybody's views, even though the show is called Tunnel Vision, what we want to do is just uh, bring you more information, and and help you to think outside the box because sometimes we some of us can be narrow minded and we just want to stay at that one position that's it that's all I don't care what anybody else is thinking but no sometimes you got to think outside the box or be willing to see the other person's perspective whether you agree or not there's always going to be two sides to a story or a different opinion where somebody's going to see it another way um, and that doesn't mean that they're wrong or right it just that's a whole other perspective and I wanted to add also when she was talking about uh, the Christian aspect of it, you know, we are Christian. We're not uh, apologizing for that. But we also want to tell our listeners, because we do mention the word our, our, our faith, our spirituality, uh, we want you to still continue to watch the show, I mean, listen to the show, because this show is for everybody, everybody, no matter if you're Christian or not. And that's where the practical tools come in at, because Christian, Muslim, uh, Buddhism, the list goes on and on. You still have to have practical tools, practical skills, because everything, you, everything that we pray for is good to pray for, no matter what your faith is. But you got to take uh, outside of prayer, you got to do your part. You know, it says in the word, "Faith without works is dead." So I say that to say, you pray, but then you got to do the other part. You have to put forth, uh, put forth um, the effort. To make it happen, you know, God, Jesus are not genies. They don't come out of no bottle when you pray and you just sit there and wait. Okay, I'm waiting on you, God. Okay, when you gonna do this, God? No. The first individual has to do their part as well. And plus, and then the and then the people that um, maybe they don't have the same faith as we do. You still need practical tools to be able to function in society to exist. You know, yes. you still need practical tools because we all have to live together and we all must get along in order to be successful. So it's very important like to, to think about those okay. things. Yes, but it's very important to think about those things individually and collectively. Um, so I guess we're going to move on to our unsung hero. I want to mention, I, I talked, I, I've been speaking of women lately. Um, I want to mention my uncle Roosevelt. 
Uncle Roosevelt Williams, um, he's passed away already, and I always say get flowers while they're still yet here, but I actually did give him his flowers, but I just want to acknowledge him because he was such um, like a, a, a good example. I mean, he wasn't perfect, but he had a lot of good examples that he had set before um, our family. Um, he actually um, was my, he raised, he helped raise my father and he taught my father the different trades that he knows how to do, which is auto, um, what is it? Um, He's a mechanic. Um, he, He taught him how to work on cars. He taught him how to do construction work and, and, um, on the property. He taught him, he taught him how to cook. He taught him how to um, buy property, things like that. Um, also, Uncle Roosevelt did a lot of things in the community. Um, actually, I didn't even realize how impactful he was until he passed away. Like, I knew he was in, he impacted my life, you know, even by through my parents and how they um, learned at an early age. Actually, in their early 20s, they started buying property. And it was because of him. But um, after he passed away, it was a lot of people that that um, came to his home going. And they talked about how he impacted their life. You know, it was people that were of all ages. My, my uncle, when he passed, he was in his 70s. And there were people that were there, you know, 30 and 40 and 50 years under him that said how he impacted their life. And it was people that I even grew up with that I didn't even know they knew him. And then it was people I met along my lifetime that I didn't meet during it with, with my family members that knew him and how he impacted their life. So um, a lot of it was, you know, giving wisdom and knowledge, um, talking about money, um, how to, what to do with your money, you know, how to invest and things like that. It was just like a lot, you know, even from working on a car, you know, motorcycles, um, you know, just being able to be figuring out how to be successful the best way you can based on your ability and how you can seek after certain dreams that he was able to, you know, help them get past and and actually accomplish. You know, I've actually seen people that accomplished a lot through, um, how he mentored them. You know, we call it mentorship now, but back in the day, we didn't call it mentorship. It was just, you know, somebody was helping me or supporting me or whatever, but he was actually a mentor to a lot of people. Well, the thing that stuck out for me with him was um, he used to come over and visit at our house, come and visit our family, and he would come on his motorcycle. Even, you know, he had a wife and two kids, and they would come, but they would drive in the car, but he would come in his motorcycle. But when he would come over, I said in his motorcycle, I'm going to say on his motorcycle. But when he would come over, he would um, take us all for a ride. Like he would, and that was another thing. So when I say he would take each of us for a ride, he individually took out time for each person. So for me, that's like the, it's like I love motorcycles to this day from those rides he used to give me. And it felt like we rode around the world, but we just rode around the neighborhood. He just took me out to the main street and went all the way around from one main street to connect to the next one where we did like a whole circle or you can say a square. 
and then he would bring me back. And I felt like I rode around the whole world. And it was like something about that experience. It was awesome. And when we talk about this subject matter, it takes a village. He definitely played his part, you know, and um, I really appreciate him. So even talking about how he individually did that for me, he did it for my other relatives. And if it was friends there, they had a chance to ride. So he actually did that with a lot of people in different ways. He may not have rode everybody on a motorcycle, but he took out that time with them individually and talked to them about certain issues. He even had to tell some people off to straighten them up, you know, but he still, because he was a very um, straight out, straight out um, person. He didn't hold his tongue, you know. So I just wanted to give kudos to him. And, um, you know, he's an unsung hero that, I didn't know that he was such a hero when he was living. I just felt like he was mine. <laughs> but I realized he was actually, you know, close to a lot of people's hearts that I didn't even know, you know, that those relationships existed. And he even had a nickname and everything. So if somebody said his nickname, I wouldn't have known it was him. But, you know, it was him because all I know is he's Uncle Roosevelt, you know. So... I just wanted to give kudos to him, to Uncle Roosevelt. And um, I actually wanted to give another one. I have um, a girlfriend that actually became a sister. Her name is Bridget. And she's an unsung well, hero. Side note, what? side note, side note. Uh-huh, uh-huh, My apologies, uh-huh. I'm trying to keep it straight. You said girlfriend. You might want to, you know, nowadays, you know, make that clear. When you, What kind of girlfriend? Friend? Relationship. Well, that, well, well, that's why I said she's like a sister. Okay, no problem. So, so, okay. yeah, she's a girlfriend of mine, but she's like a sister. She's like an older sister, and um, because I'm old school, so I might not say friend. I might not say whatever they say now, homegirl, and all that kind of stuff. I say my girlfriend, and if somebody has a problem with understanding it in my presence, just ask me. But I don't really care what you think, but that's basically, and not shooting you down, Dika, I'm just, um, DJ Dika, I'm just saying that in in reality, you know, sometimes people, you know, want to judge you based on what they think, and that's that narrow-minded thinking, so we're going to broaden that. And we're going to not assume when you hear people or see people that these things are going on, you know, but this is a girlfriend of mine that's like a big sister that um, I have I met her over, I know it was over five years ago. It probably might be close to 10 now. And um, anyway, when I met her, she was like, I don't know, it was like something about her that I felt like I needed to be around her more. And so I, learned, I ended up um, finding out that she had three daughters that um, she raised actually with their father, but at one point, her and the father weren't together anymore, but they still co-parented the children. So what ended up happening was all three girls ended up going to college. So I actually had a chance to see part of the process of them going to college and seeing how when they came back and the success rate of them coming back from college and how um, they have a good head on their shoulder. They're not perfect, but they have good he- good head on their shoulder. Um, they make responsible decisions. And um, 
also another thing with um, Bridget is that she's um, she's like a mother of, I don't know, a sister, I guess, of the neighborhood. So, like, she even lives in the neighborhood that she grew up in. And it's like everybody loves her, and she cooks for them. She's so hospitable, and, and she's so caring. And then the other thing is that she works in the, you know, even though she's caring and, and, and hospitable to people that she know, she's very, she's that same way with people she don't know. And and I say that to say, like, the area that she works in. She works in human services. And she, I'm telling you, if that woman don't give her all in that area, she has won so many hearts, even parents of clients' hearts, because of how hard she works to make sure that they get um, proper treatment. You know, when you're in those um, residential facilities, you know, people have to, you know, you have to trust that the staff is going to take care of your family. And, and, you know, even for me over the years, just seeing the results of how the negative side has been when I came, when, when we, when, when I ended up meeting Bridget and we came together, I was able to see the other side of it where there are people you know, that are in those environments that are actually taking care of the clients. And so when I say she takes care of them, like she goes over and beyond. I remember when um, we were working together and she had, um, uh, she was working in social services and there's only so much you're responsible for. She went over and beyond. She was like, I need to find out the history. I need to find out more than what they put on this paper so I can know how to treat this client, give them the best level of care that, that I can, you know. And so she would go and make phone calls and talk to the people that she's, um, you know, legally able to talk to. And she would get way more information than most people that I knew in that field of work. And it was like the 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 treatment that the clients would get would be so great to where even the clients fell in love with her. Like the rough of the rough, the most um, combative of the most combative, the, um, uh, the gr- aggressive clients, all of them. It was like they didn't get aggressive like that with her. You know, it was like you know, they, she won them over because they seen the genuineness of it. And so I'm saying, like, I just wanted to give her kudos because she's like an unsung hero. And then the example that she has set through rough times, you know, she has good times, but through rough times as well, that she's setting a good example where a lot of people are watching and they're seeing it. And it's, and it's helping them to empower them. I mean, me saying this about her, it has empowered me in a lot of ways, watching her um, and, and seeing how she's maneuvering and, and working through life and going through the process and walking through it and, and, and how God has been on our side as well, you know. And uh, I just wanted to give her um, kudos while I can, and, and she's yet still here, so it's, I'm giving her her flowers, uh, you know, online, on the air, you know, so everybody can hear about Bridget Williams and how she's an awesome person. Dika, did you, BJ Dika, did you have a um, hero that you wanted to speak on today? Um, I actually didn't, but while you were talking, I I, I guess I, I figured I'll do, I can mention someone, but I want to go back to Uncle Roosevelt and real quick. Um, 
Uncle Roosevelt um, was a dear person. Um, because of my uh, relationship with Vicky, Miss Vicky, God's sister, best friend, um, Road Dog, we many things to each other. But you get my point. Um, because of our relationship, he welcomed me into his home, and um, I was just part of the family. And what I liked about him most was um, me and him loved TV. So I used to love going over there just so I could sit there with him, and he would make sure I had something to drink. If I tried to get up and go get it, he was like, no, baby, no. And he asked somebody to go get me something to drink or whatever I wanted, and me and him just sit there and watch all the TVs in his room. The reason why I said that because he had a, a, a whole bunch of TVs in one room, <laughs> and I was enjoying it. I mean, I could see he had all different shows on, like you, and, you know, in the media, in the media world, when you're in the control room, you have all the TVs on the truck and, you know, I work in the media, so I see it at my church. So my point is, if you guys out there are media folks, you know what I'm talking about. If you're in a control room, you got all these TVs in front of you, and it's different pictures. So his his uh, house, I mean, living room, was like a control room. He had this movie on. Oh, no, excuse me, I won't even say movie. Excuse me. Let me say it right. He had sports, all different. Yeah, I was going to say. Football games, basketball games, soccer, whatever. And if he did have a movie on, uh, it's after he watched his sports. Okay, so it was very few in between. Or he'll, or Why he'll have he? the, or he'll have the movie playing while the sports is on, like two or three TVs. Yeah. Yes, and if he did have a movie, right. it'd be real low. Got that, that, yeah. that, that sports game was up loud though. Okay, right. and don't get in his way. Don't pass in front of him. Oh no, Mm-mm. you better go around. Uh, <laughs> um, so I just wanted to share that about. Um, um, Uncle Roosevelt. Um, so, um, what was I going to say? Oh, unsung hero. It just came to me. And I know I'm going to say this person, and she's going to be surprised, and she might get me next week. But I want to give a shout-out to Erica Grimm. Erica Grimm works, serves with me as a Christian fellowship in the media, and she is a faithful listener. Since we've started, Erica, I know without a shadow of a doubt, has listened to every single show. And when I do ask her, did you listen to the show? She said it to me today. Did you listen to the show last week? She was like, of course. And she listens to it on Spotify. So we just thank you, Erica, for supporting us and continuing to listen to us. If don't nobody else listen to us, we know Erica's going to listen. And I just wanted to give her a shout-out. Erica, um, going back to... Uh, me mentioning that I'm a person with a disability. Erica, um, we are born in the same month. Um, we we get along, and believe it or not, because sometimes people, some people say when you are the same sign that you're going to clash, and that's not always true. I feel like you might uh, not clash, but you understand each other better. When you, I feel like when you're the same sign, you kind of understand each other better. So anyway, we are both born in October. And there was a time where my road dog best friend, Miss Vicky, was um, not always to be um, right here next to me um, lately. So I started to say, when that happened, um, Erica stepped right in, and I teased her because I was like, boy, I can tell Vicky that you just filled in the gap for her because she was like, she'd be reminding me, did you eat this? Did you eat that? Um, no, that's not good for you. And if I needed her to go with me to my political uh, meetings, 
in Vicky's place. She would go when she could. Uh, she knows my aspirations. She teases me now because she told me she looked it up, looking for me to have houses in Sacramento, all that good stuff. I ain't there yet, but she, you know, she's looking into it before I get there. So, and then I have sometimes in the media when I'm directing, I have to deal with my learning disabilities, and sometimes I get frustrated uh, with the dyslexia, with the cameras, and all that. And then when I have that moment, um, she steps in and let me know it's going to be all right, and then she finds ways to help me figure it out so I don't get frustrated. So I just want to, um, oh, and then other people, when I'm talking to them and I'm not explaining it right, I tease her because she's been around me enough. So it's like, okay, y'all don't understand me. I don't know what to say. And I'll be like, okay, I'm going to let Erica interpret for you because Erica know what I'm thinking and know what I'm trying to say. So talk to Erica if I'm not making it clear. So I just want to give a shout-out to Erica Grimm. I know she's going to be mad at me, but oh well, I'm doing that because I know she's listening to the show. So thank you, Erica. Moving on. <laughs> thank you, back, Erica. Back to life. Back to reality. Back to reality. So before we uh, oh, get to the topic, can you talk about yeah. the um the identification? I, I don't know which one, what we labeled it, but basically the um, ID stuff. Okay, real ID. Okay, so this is a did you know moment. You know, we try to come up with boop, boop, did you know moment. So, just a reminder for some and a wake-up call for some others. If they, I mean, if they have been paying attention, they have been listening to news, and the only way I can see them not knowing about this, they must live up under a rock. So they've been talking about this for a minute. So if you don't know about this, you must be living up under a rock, and it's time to come from up under that rock because this is real. Okay, so as of October 2020, um, state of California is saying that we need to have a real ID. What real ID is? A real ID is a new kind of identification card issued by the California DMV that requires more proof of identity and residence to obtain and meets the new federal regulations for identification standards. Why do I need a real ID? This is why. Starting on October 1st, like I said, so you can't say I'm, I'm lying and kicking. I'm giving you the right information. Starting on October 1st, 2020, you will need a real ID or or a passport. So if you don't have a real ID, you got to show your passport. And this is uh, the reason why you need a real ID or a passport um, after October 1st, 2020. You will need it to board a flight within the United States. You also need it to enter military bases or secure federal facilities. Uh, do you need to make an appointment to get a real ID? An appointment is not required, but strongly recommended. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. I'll be hearing horror stories about DMV. God, it'd be a line for days up in that sucker. You might be up in there the whole eight hours. Like, it's your day job. So, yes. Yeah, Really, really, really. <laughs> you can make an appointment on the DMV website. Okay, here, what else can I give you? Did you know, Mommy? Can you drop, wait, can I just drop into my DMV office without an appointment? Yes. Okay, but once again, strongly recommended to have an appointment. Let me see, is there any other information? Okay, here we go. Do you have to wait until your current ID is expiring? Or can I get a real ID sooner? 
If you are planning to fly after the date your current ID is expiring, then you should make an appointment and get a real ID. If you have a passport, you can use it to travel after October 2020. Then apply for the real ID when it is time to renew your current ID. Okay? What documents do you need to bring to your appointment? In order to receive a real ID, you must bring the following documents. Proof of identity, which includes one of the following. An original certified U.S. birth certificate, U.S. passport, employment authorization, permanent resident card or expired foreign passport with valid U.S. Uh, visa, and approved I-94 form, no photocopies will be accepted. Uh, proof of Social Security number. Uh, what else is on here? Two different proofs of residency. Um, okay, so I gave you all that proof of information. One more proof of information. Uh, did you know? Are there alternative IDs? Can I use while traveling instead of a real ID? You may use, this is an alternative, you may use a valid U.S. passport, like we already said, or a U.S. passport card, military ID, or other federally approved identification to travel after October 1st, 2020, if you do not have a real ID. That is Tunnel Vision Did You Know, Mommy. It was kind of lengthy, but that um, was I, important information I felt you needed to know. Yes, Ms. Vicky. Yeah, that was that was very important. That's affecting everybody, so that's very important. Um, I just wanted to touch on when you have your already have an ID and already have a driver's license, and when you go in, you don't necessarily have to start from scratch to provide every document. But what I suggest to you is that you look, go to the website, and look at what what it says you know, the information that you need to bring. Um, the certain information you don't have to bring, like, you know, you may not have to have two um, forms of, uh, what is it, the citizenship, which is the your Social Security number, card, and um, whatever the other thing is, because the birth certificate doesn't count. Um, so I'm just saying, like, just go on the website of the DMV website, Department of Motor Vehicle, and look up, um, this what the what you need to get the ID, but it's not as in, intense as if you didn't have one at all. Now, if you don't have an ID, you don't have a driver's license, then you have to start from scratch. But there are um, certain things that you don't have to bring. But it is more of a process because I've already gotten mine. Um, but it's more of a process than you would normally. You know, you have to take a new. You can't use your old photo. Um, for the real ID, you have to take a new photo. It's just different steps. So mm-hmm. it's good if you if you plan on traveling, plan on doing anything outside of your norm. Um, I mean, not outside your norm because your norm might be traveling, but if you plan on traveling or, you know, doing anything that you need the ID, it's good to go on and take care of it ahead of time so that you don't have to run around and try to get it because then it may, um, you know, delay whatever you're trying to do. So we just want to share that because that's vital information, and then it's kind of like helping us too, you know, so we can make sure that we get the things that we need. And there's another one out there about enhanced um, ID, but um, that one is a little bit more complicated, and and it's not even like they gave us um, a deadline to get it 
I don't even think you can get it in, in California yet. It's only in certain states right now. So just keep your eyes open and ears open for that because eventually they're going to um, start talking about the enhanced ID as well. But, um, I just yeah. want to have a, a, another identification moment. I don't have a real ID yet. And you know how you was talking about the norm, people traveling? So I do fit that box. So I need to, you know, hard to handle that. Because uh, <laughs> I'm a traveling right. somebody. Uh, <laughs> um, my ID that I have in my pocket expires on my birthday, 2020. So I was going to wait, you know, wait to then. So I'll, I'll think about it. We'll see what happens. You know, ain't nobody <laughs> knocking down my door, making me go get it right now. But you know, eventually I will. And another, um, um, I know we got to start the topic, and I have something to say before we start the talking topic, but my voice is really like rocky and scratchy, and I don't I know what it you is. One of my Man, okay, speaking of homes, here we go. Okay, <clears throat> my wonderful goddaughter, Faith, you know, she goes to church with me, and she has a, she's blessed to be able to sing in a praise team, and you know, she stops by to get her Sunday cough drop. You know, and I don't run out of cough drops because, you know, I'm giving them to her. So I haven't bought any more. So she ain't came back to visit for no cough drop lately. But my point is, when I would give her the cough drops, I'd just give them to her because I know she needed her first singing. And I never could relate, really didn't care, just giving them to her. How, why? I kind of did, but I didn't care. And But now I do. Now I do. Speaking of Erica again, Erica I told her what happened, and I was like, you just told me last week because I'm I'm not singing, but I use my voice a lot like singers do, and I need to get some lemon and honey. And Erica was like, and I told you, not that honey in the store. You need the raw honey. But anyway, my point is, um, in the last past week, maybe two weeks, Maybe a week or two weeks. I've been speaking. God has blessed me to speak a lot. So maybe that's why my voice is like it is because I've been speaking quite a bit. So now I'm going to have to relate to people that go get cough drops. So I'm going to have to go buy me a whole bunch of cough drops and just keep it with me because, you know, I'm not liking my voice being all groggy and stuff. It's really irritating. I'm going to have to go get me some cough drops right after the show. God. <clears throat> okay. Hallelujah. Holla back. See, I need to be able to say Hallelujah, that. Hallelujah. Holla back. Okay, so it is 22.03. I think we got all the, the, the important stuff that we get out for our show before we get into our topic. So are we ready to go into our topic, Ms. Vicki? Because I want to start with a quote first. Yes, I hold was going to give the word of the day. Um, oh, yeah, you could do that. Okay, well, hold on. Can we, hold okay. On, hold on. Sure. I, I found something on Facebook that goes along with what we're talking about. Okay, here we go. On Facebook, um, on the No More Domestic Violence to Child Abuse uh, page, um, I put this on my Facebook page because I thought it was so powerful. And this is the statement, and it goes along with what we're about to talk about. So I know Miss Vicky's over there wondering, what the heck is she talking about? That ain't what we discussed. So it goes with what we're no, talking I'm about. No, I'm not. Oh, okay, my bad. For, I'm uh, always uh, open uh, to learn. Uh, That's not even a good <laughs> Uh, my apologies. I wasn't, you know, anyway. I was trying to be funny, Vicky, but you took it there. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I was trying to make a funny joke because you know how I am. You don't ever know what I'm going to say. That's what I'm trying to get to. All right. 
pleased? Okay, let's get serious. Let's get serious. Hey, hey, let's get serious. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Please stop calling single parent homes broken homes. If mm. that child is surrounded by family, love, and support, there is nothing broken. Single mm. mom laugh. That is who signed it. So I just wanted to share that because we hear that a lot. And when I saw this, mm-hmm. I was like, wow, talking about tunnel vision? Talking about mm-hmm. tunnel vision. So we hear that all the time. Oh, the home is broken. Whether it be a single mom or it be a single dad, the home is broken. We hear that all the time. Mm-hmm. So this statement mm-hmm. right here is beyond tunnel vision. That's what, They are definitely going outside of the box and not thinking tunnel vision with that statement right there. I think I need to say it again. Please stop calling single parent homes broken homes. If that child is surrounded by family, love, and support, there is nothing broken. And I also want to add, when it says it's surrounded by family, okay, this is go around in society too, taking a village, remember, taking a village. You can have a family, you can have your family you're born into, and you can have a family that you create. Okay, so there's more than one family because I definitely have the family I was born into, and I definitely have uh, several other families. Um, I won't go down the list, but I, you know, I have, but those other people that I call family is my support. Support is very important, whether you want to admit it or not. We need people. We need people. We need people. So I'm going to turn it back over to Ms. Vicky, and she can start our topic. Well, word of the day is write the passage, basically. Um, we've been talking about it, you know, based on information that we've gotten, you know, from different sources, but I didn't give a definition. So I went to Google.com. <laughs> All right, then. Google. And it said, um, it actually quoted the Oxford it actually quoted the Oxford Dictionary as well. But, Wonderful. Um, Dictionary moment. It basically, <laughs> um, it basically says um, a ceremony or event marking an important stage in someone's life, especially birth, puberty, marriage, and death. Now, I don't know about that death part. We have to talk about that on another note. I don't even want to touch on that. But we're talking about our focus is on parenting um, and our focus is on, you know, parents and children growing up, you know, um, developing into adulthood and being prosperous while they're here. You know, the goal is to make them as successful as possible while they're here, as successful as possible, as you know, that matches the goals that are realistic in their life. So um, uh, I don't want to touch on the death part. However, we can later. Yes, ma'am. Yes, we I have another identity. I, I, I apologize. I'm not going to say sorry. Cause we talked about that for a month. Look, um, I, you know, we have a lot of identification moments. You know, hopefully, hopefully it's um, DJ Dika. Hopefully it's not my phone that's acting up. But I'm feeling that something's going on with the um, reception. 
Um, I think I'm going to go on and finish talking until I hear you clearly. Um, it also says a novel that depicts the state of adolescence and the rites of passage that lead to adulthood. So when we were talking about all those different areas, are you with me, this DJ Dika? When we were talking about all those different areas, it's basically talking about the developmental process. And there are certain key points in the child's life that are, you know, very important. It's highlighted. So let's say, like, in certain uh, uh, cultures, let's say Hispanic. And I'm not going to go into say which Hispanic culture because there's a lot of different dynamics under the Hispanic culture. So I'm not going to go into that because all I know is what I've come in contact with and what I've seen on the news, what I've read about. And basically they celebrate their children at, um, I believe it's age 12 or something, somewhere in there. Between 12 and 16, they do the quinceanera. And they may, I may have the 12, 12 years old may be a little bit too young, but they may do something else with the 12 year old, and I may have it confused, but I'm focusing on the quinceanera. So that's a very important time um, in that child's life. I know there are certain things that we do. We have the um, winter, form, winter formal when the child is going, coming out of the ninth grade, and then you have the prom when they're coming out the 12th grade. So those are very important moments. Um, they have, uh, what do they call it when they, um, I forget what it's called, when they dress up and they go to a ball. And um, not the winter formal, debutante. but this is outside of debutante. They have debutante, and then they have the one where, um, what is it when they, they show them? Show them, no, I said that one already. When they showed them etiquette, because they even have it, they had it at Zoe. A lot of the youngsters went through that at Zoe. A lot of the youth went through that's it. Part of the, that's part of the debutantes. Just like a debutante. Oh, okay. It's part of the, I think part they of may the, have called it. A, I guess I might be more stuck on the na- what they called it. They labeled it and gave it a name, and so that's probably what I'm looking for. But basically, it is debutante. So, um, you know, we just wanted to give a little background on what um, the rites of passage is for those of you who may know more than me or those of you who may not know anything or maybe you know the same amount as me. Uh, you know, I don't know. We all can learn from each other. Um, there was another thing that says stages, um, rites of passage have three phases. Oh, I should probably shouldn't have said this because one of the words I can't even pronounce. But anyway, I'll just say that. No, I don't want to do that. So what what it is is basically the rites of passage has different phases. Even like talking about what I discussed already, how you how it was from birth to childhood to adulthood, and then they mentioned death. So those are the different phases right there we can identify, and there may be others. You know, because depending on your culture you or your tradition, you may have certain phases. But I wanted to stop really quickly. We do need to com- try to finish this topic. We may have to take it over to the next week, but that's because we need to shorten the stuff we talk about, the other stuff. But I wanted to let Dika finish saying what she wanted to, because she was in the middle of saying something, and I had to pick up for her. Can you finish explaining what you were trying to say? 
Yeah, and I'll make it quick, you know, since you don't put us on time limit. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was trying to have a, a funny identification moment. We haven't had a funny moment yet. Look, I noticed in the this is the six uh six excuse me, uh this is show number six. Okay, Hallelujah, six, six. Okay, within these six shows, um, could we like to educate? Uh, you got us looking in the dictionary more than I think I've ever looked in the dictionary in my life. So thank you very much, man. Now, you go know, ahead. you ain't got to lie to kick it. You don't have to lie to kick it. And I know what you're being you funny, but you probably, no you, pro- you probably forgot because when you're what? in college, you were always in the dictionary. I don't know. I, so, I, I went and did research online. I didn't pick up no dang dictionary. Well, you're right, I guess. When I, yeah, you did. did. Part of research. Yes, you did. Okay, you're right. I was my there. Bad. I was an eyewitness. <laughs> I was well, I an eyewitness. I was I'm not saying it. Now, I'm I not lying. I was looking at a dictionary. Man, I'm like, man. You... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> so anyway, we just wanted to um, follow up on talking about what the rites of passage is and, and how we don't have to make it so deep because we are in a contemporary society, because I'm not going to use those other words, civilized and uncivilized. We are in a contemporary society, and you can be creative in your home and or in your environment or in your community, because we're trying to take it outside of just an individual home. But of course, your first responsibility is your family. But I'm saying, like, you can start there, but you can use it in the community. You can actually take it into your organizations and pass it on to them to, to pass on to, to other parents that rites of passage, you can create a rites of passage for your child or children, and then it can be tapered to your family or your um, to your culture, your traditions or whatever, as long as it's healthy, because we don't promote, television doesn't promote unhealthy um, behavior. So we're not, if we're talking about anything, we're not talking about anything unhealthy. And I'm sorry I have to say that because some of you guys are like, yeah, of course. But you you know we have people out there that don't think like that. So we have to touch on that. But um, we just wanted to talk about that. And then we wanted to bring it more, more current because we talked more about the history and um, the present um, part of stigma. Um, there's a lot of um, families that are doing well raising their children. I've been hearing a lot of um, reports, um, a lot of testimonies. Um, so when I say they're doing well, it's like at the at the end zone, you know, they made it through that whatever they needed to go through to get there. What And then a lot of parents are tapping into different outside resources to help with their children, like taking them, sending them to sports, um, extracurricular activities, um, different tapping into their, um, their, their, uh, what am I trying to say? Like on the educational, the cognitive side, like tapping into the things that their interest in studies and then it tying into what they may go to college for in the later years or just helping them to uh, provide them with education, wisdom, knowledge um, to equip them later. It's a lot, I've heard of quite a few stories, but there are a lot of 
stories that aren't that way. They're, that's not the um, the testimony, or that's not what they're sharing. That's not their experience. It's a lot of families out there that are struggling. Um, there's a lot of families that feel um, they feel uh, what is the word I'm looking for, Dika? Um, it's like they feel alienated. They feel alienated. They feel they actually feel ostracized. Um, even though they may get love from some people, but it's like I'm saying the stigma is making them feel that way. So they feel uncomfortable in their skin because things aren't going as well as they would like them to go, or they're like really the opposite of what they would like them to go. Like it's totally a disaster. And, and then um, I want to add, oh. they don't, and I'll let you talk just one second. And they can't, they don't have access to resources. And there's, there's even people that they reach out to for help. But I mean, there's people in their lives that'll say, oh, I'm here for you, or, you know, I'll help you, I'll do this, that, and the other. And then when they actually reach out to them, they're not even able to help them. And some of them just don't make the time. There's some that try, but they're not able. So I'm just saying, like, there's a big um, group of families out there that are struggling. I'm not saying everybody, but it does cross this the um, economic line. It's not just poverty folks. You got folk that are middle class, you got folk that are rich, you got folk that are wealthy that's going through in this area. And, um, yeah, so you could go ahead. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to add, what? What did you say? I said DJ Dika. Oh, I thought you said something else. Okay. Oh, man, you made what I was going to say. Okay, wait, wait. Okay, so going back to what Vicky, Miss Vicky was saying about, you know, um, what some people may go through. Everybody's different. I just want to add some of that. This is my opinion, that some of that comes from society and the label society puts on you sometimes, and that causes more pressure for the parents, uh, whether it's a two-parent home or whether it's a single-parent home. You know, we listen in society, and society may say, oh, the two-parent home um, has to do this, or it has to look like this, or the single-parent home has to look like this, or this is what goes on in the single-parent home. So I think some of that stigma comes from the pressure that society puts on the individuals. And at the end of the day, end of the day, you gotta, you have to do what is best for you, not do it based on the picture that society sometimes wants to give us. Because sometimes that picture that society want to give us, how it's supposed to look, don't work for everybody. So I just want to put it out there, and it's like I'm bringing this up a little bit because um, next month I've been asked to talk about labels and hidden disabilities. And sometimes them labels, going along with that stigma, will mess you up. I want to give an example um, a TV show that I watched, um, Ambitious, 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 on Oprah Winfrey. Oprah Winfrey is doing a thing, I'm telling you. Okay, yeah. let me move on. Let me not get caught up in Oprah Winfrey because we'll be here all day. Uh, 
um, anyway, the show is ambitious, ambitious, and it's talking about different characters trying to reach their goals and how ambitious they are. But anyway, in the, the scene that I want to focus on, it was a situation between a mother and a daughter. They have a very close relationship, and she's trying to focus on her career, and her mom is there to support her and help her with her, raise her child or babysitter or whatever. So they were just having a conversation, and the daughter says to her, in so many words, um, something like, well, I didn't have a father in the home. Because you hear that, too. You don't have a father in the home, but you don't have a mother in the home. So that, that's why you're like that. And then we hear that, and we gravitate to that. We hold on to that. That, no, you don't have to. That ain't no good label to be putting on yourself. So the mother was saying, I let you get away with that excuse or that, you know, you saying that when you was a teenager. You know, because I'm your mother and I had to help raise you, and it was just me. But you grown now. You grown now. I'm not going to let you get away with using that as an excuse. And then I took it as, I'm not going to let you get away with using that excuse, nor am I going to let you continue to, uh, 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 what is it, throw it back in my face because right. your father's not here and I did the best I could. No, 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 you're not going to You're not gonna uh, allow me to keep carrying that. You grown. And throw, that, throw it out the window about you ain't got no father. You grown now. It's your responsibility to live your own life. And then... Sometimes when we have things that happen in our childhood um, and we're adults, we want to hold on to that, and then we think it's okay. Uh, Miss Vicky, my own personal experience, back in the day, I'm better with that now, but she used to uh, remind me every time, you know, when I would get upset and I'd be like, hmm, and this is how it used to be and all this, and she was like, okay, but that was then. You can't put that on your mother, your father, whatever. You're grown. You're responsible for your own actions. So I just wanted to share that. Yeah, I want I want to say yes we do I just wanted to say really quick and once I say this you can go ahead and give our wonderful listeners how they can contact us on social media but let me say this when you were talking about the uh, parent and the children and a single parent home you know using that example they have two parent homes biological parents and the children in the same home and they have had some horrible experiences. And I'm not saying that don't have a two-parent home, don't have the same parents or, you know, over the child. I'm not even promoting anything like that, saying that that's negative. But I'm just saying that there's a stigma that if you if there's no father in a home, that the child is going to be turned out a certain way. This is actually in literature, is documented saying that. And they don't document two-parent homes. Or they try to really, you know, distort the whole situation. But we want to say this. We're going to have a part four, and we're going to continue this discussion. And we're going to try to be more timely with getting to the discussion. And we're going to start right where we finish that. So, Deacon, why don't you go ahead and give our listeners um, how they can contact us. You can contact Divine Victory. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, yeah. Um, that is our nonprofit, which Tunnel Vision is up under. So, anyway, you can contact us um, through our social media platform, which is Divine Victory Ministries on Facebook. Um, we are also on Twitter, DVM418. Our Instagram is Divine Victory Ministries, no space, uh, lowercase letters. And as always, I, I like to put it out there that 
there is more than one Divine Victory Ministries when you're going on social media. So when you go on the Facebook page, make sure you click on the Divine Victory Ministry page that has the key in the middle. Also, you can email us, uh, Divine Victory Productions with an S, at gmail.com. Also, our website, please check out our website, Divine Victory Ministries dot D U D A uh, one the word one no space dot com and speaking of our website I want to give a shout out to our web designer who uh, helps uh, work on our web thank page you Yaya yes thank you Yaya we might have and we want to thank our listeners yeah we want to thank our listeners and we hope that you listen to us next week next Sunday at two p.m. And you can always go to Block Talk Radio WXEXT. Um, I, you know the 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 link that we send out and watch it uh, at your leisure. We love you. Hallelujah. Oh no, the show is over. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.